Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Newberger. With me, as always, got Adam Sidek and Robbie Larson. Ready to break down week nine of the NFL slate for you here. Guys, how we doing? Feeling pretty good after that weekend. Um, I mean, you know, it was a good long weekend. You know, we we finished it off uh, pretty strong, I'd say. Um, You know. Uh, maybe except for that eliminator pick, but uh, I think we're uh, we're we're past that. We're past that. Yeah, had I a think good that time. killed a lot of people. Yeah, I had a good time at the Bears game. It was a fun event. Too bad uh, couldn't pull through, but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully your costume was uh, spookier than your uh, gambling losses this last weekend. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know it was a good weekend. A uh, lot going on. A lot of good games. Uh, some interesting stuff went down. So, uh, first off, we'll we'll recap here our uh, week eight lead pipe locks, and uh, we'll start with you, Adam. Seahawks minus three at home against the uh, Jags. Yeah, that was a beating. I don't know how else to describe that one. Fraudulent line. Never in doubt. <laughs> Never in doubt. Uh, Robbie, uh, Cowboys minus one and a half. Oh, that was getting scary <laughs> leading up. You know, no Dak, but, you know, it, I said I still felt good about it. And hopefully you uh, were like me and doubled down on Cowboys money line. No, even after uh, uh, Cooper Rush was uh, determined the starter for that game. That, that was that was a fun ending. And, you know, I, I was actually very jacked up at that last touchdown right there. <laughs> um, I may have... Uh, Woke some neighbors up, um, but uh, let's uh, let's not talk about that one. And primetime Kirk never, never fails. Oh, never, never fails. fails. Doesn't matter if there's a backup yeah. in for the other team or not. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, guys, uh, the Bengals minus 10 against the Jets. So I missed. That was, uh, that was tough. They just... Uh, Mike White, guys. Just... Yeah, you did not get that one, White. No. Oh. Oof. <laughs> Oof, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they picked a bad week to give up 400 yards to a backup. That's what I'll say. Um, but, you know, we're we're going to move beyond that bad lead pipe lock. And, you know, I'll get you, I'll get you a winner this week. Uh, as we had talked about, that was our consensus eliminator. So, uh, unfortunately, I uh, lost that. But uh, as far as our podcast parlay went, we hit two out of the three. Uh, 49ers, Bears, over 39 and a half. Good call, guys. Cowboys minus one and a half. And then it got busted by the Bengals minus ten. So I missed so. Oh, bungled. That was uh that was just a crazy upset. It was. It was. Um yeah, unfortunately they just uh defense couldn't get a stop when they needed one, so but uh that's alright, you live and you learn. Uh before um before we get into week nine, just want to remind everybody that uh, we are on social media. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at the SL Football Guys. Again, that's at SL Football Guys. So um, you can come by. We'll be updating this uh, just about uh, you know daily, it seems, and uh, you know we'll let you know about picks and when the episodes are coming out. So. Give us a follow and uh, follow along with the pod on social. Uh, before we do week nine, uh, let's first hear from a word from our sponsors. 
Oh, we've got a we got a new one. This is going to be a new flick that's coming out real hot. I know you've probably heard of the new John Wick Chapter Four coming out next year, but uh, you know they got a little uh, little filler to keep your time on this one. John John Wick Chapter Three Point Five. Now this one, um, you know, it's a unique storyline because you have uh, John Wick. You know, he's got an old dog named Aaron, and you know, obviously, you know, guess what happens? He he gets uh he gets killed and uh so uh, what what does John Wick do? Oh, he goes on a bloodbath. He goes on a rampage and you know, he, this one's a little different. He's got to uh infiltrate a medical fa- facility and in, in that way, you know, he's got a fake being immune immunized um and in order to get to the bad guy, uh, Goodell and but uh you know, it's it's just a great keeps you at the edge of the th- of your seats like all John Wick movies do but so like don't d- discount this you should double check it out here <laughs> yeah I mean people keep asking me what my favorite movie franchise is and you know John Wick's right up there and I'm really excited about this chapter 3.5 yeah uh, always a, a big fan of the series you know they uh, they do good they they bring in the they bring in the green and uh, and the cheese uh, I mean, with uh, it always, those movies, it always packs the seats. I yes. mean, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's it's just it's just amazing. So check it out. John Wick Chapter Five uh, coming 3. to three point five coming to a theater near you. All right, guys. Week nine uh, is here, and we want to uh, first highlight teams on by. So this week, no Buccaneers, no Seahawks. Uh, no Washington football team and no Detroit Lions. Uh, Lions definitely could use a break after that home drubbing they took. <laughs> um, but uh, we will start, as always, with our Thursday night game. And uh, this week it is the New York Jets uh, riding that Mike White train heading into, into Indianapolis to take on the Colts, uh, who are favored by 11 in this game with the over-under set at 46 and a half. Uh, Robbie, I'll turn it to you. What do you see happening here? Well, we know for sure that Mike White's going to get his second start right here. Um, you know, we already confirmed our out for uh, Zach Wilson and uh, other guys like Tevin Coleman. I know Corey Davis was doubtful. Um, so, but you know, usually it doesn't mean he d- won't play, but you know, maybe he will. Um, but you know, didn't really need him. This crew last week for Mike White, I mean, he was able to get it done against the Bengals. But, you know, I think this Colts team is uh, getting in good form right now. Um, you know, it, it was a struggle this past week. They were they were beating up on the Titans, and then they Titans fired some shots back, and eventually Titans got it. But I, I think the Colts are going to look to bounce back here. Um, and, um, you know, 11 points, that's a lot. But um, I, I, I think they shouldn't have a problem getting that against this Jets team. I mean, I'm not confident enough about it, but um, what I do like right here is this 46-and-a-half number right here. It seems a little too high uh, for this uh, these two teams right here. I, I expect it to be a little more defensive. Um, I don't expect the Jets to put up as many points as they did against the Bengals, even though the Bengals do have uh, a good defense here. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, I think this is going under right here what do you guys think yeah i, I agree on the under I, I i like the colts overall i think 13 or 11 points isn't too much for me i'm you know i that, that jets game last game plan last week was just attack 
all under. I mean, he. I think Mike White only only missed seven throws, and um, Bengals were they didn't really adjust, and they they, they didn't bring anybody up. Uh, still protecting the deep ball, and I think the Colts defense are gonna um, you know make him throw the ball deep. Not gonna let him dink and dunk the entire game. And um, you know, I think one of the knocks on Mike White is got a really really. Uh, he doesn't have a strong arm at all. So I, I think there's a little bit of market correction for this Jets offense. And so I like the under here, and I just don't think they're going to put enough points to keep up with this Colt dynamic Colts uh, running offense right now. Yeah, I like the Colts as well. Um, I'll just bet on the Jets not being able to pull a rabbit out of their hat here two weeks in a row against a, a good Colts team. Um, you know, the minus 11 is a little daunting, especially after what they showed at home last week, the Jets. Um, but I expect the Colts to be able to uh, control the clock in this one. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor and uh, you know Nike Hines, uh, they, they just got a great backfield going there. And, you know, like you said last week, Adam, Carson Wentz is really starting to click. And, uh, you know, it's, it's starting to come together for him. He's kind of looking like he's got that MVP form of old. Uh, so we'll see. Um, but I, I think that they should have no problem covering the 11 here if uh, they play up to their expectations. As for the 46-and-a-half line, um, for me, I think this is a pretty good line by Vegas. I don't really have a read one way or another. Uh, I could see the Colts D shutting them down and, uh, and you know, only allowing like 13 points or so in, in that underhitting. But you know, I think it's probably one I stay off of. All right, next game up, guys. Uh, Got an interesting one here. Uh, it's the Deshaun Watson Bowl. Uh, it's the Houston Texans playing the yeah, Miami like Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are six and a half point favorites at home here with the over under set at 46. Uh, Adam, I'm going to turn it over to you. What are your thoughts? I like the Dolphins here. Um, you know, I, last week they, you know, came up short, barely missed covering against the Bills. Uh, this, this defense is not the Bills' defense. Uh, you know, I. I think overall this team's heading in the right direction. I, I they came out and backed Tua today, um, and I, I think you know this this Texans team, especially this defense, is a defense you can get right against. So um, definitely feeling good about the Dolphins, and I think um, you know getting this line under a touchdown uh, against a Texas team that really sold at the deadline, um, I, I think it's pretty good value. Yeah, I'm going to lean Texans here. Uh, I just think with Tyrod looking like he's going to be able to play, uh, this should be a pretty competitive game, and, and this Dolphins team isn't exactly a world beater. I don't have uh, the most confidence in their offense to be able to uh, put up enough points if the uh, Texans are able to be any what any way, uh, shape, or form competent, uh, which I think there's a decent chance of uh, if Tyrod plays. So I just think 6.5 is a bit too much here. I like the Texans. I'm gonna side with the Texans here. This is this is a game that's too early for me to actually make a real opinion on. Um, there's quite a few factors that I'm gonna be waiting on, and obviously the big one is Tyrod. Um, you know, if he comes back, that's a huge upgrade right here for this Texans team, and that's that's kind of why I'm leaning Texans right now because I am thinking that he does play. Um, another factor for me though is weather. Um, this is supposed to be kind of windy game. Um, like 15, 16 mile per hour winds expected right now. Um, obviously, that could change between now and Sunday. But, um, you know, if 
maybe Tyrod doesn't play and uh, it, it is kind of windy like this, then I might lean on the under on this one if it stays around 46 because I, I think that's going to affect the passing games. I'm not going to have any confidence in the Texans being able to put up points. And I don't know. I mean, um, uh, general windmills uh, might do all right in the wind, but... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, no, no, no. I love that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that was from a Netherlands world or something. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm Tyrod's first action, what, since week one? So, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, I'm what surprised it, they're going back to him, to be honest. They got a rookie quarterback in a season. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't play, even if he has rolled healthy. Yeah, I mean, I think you owe it to the guys in the locker room, though, at some point to give yourself the best chance to win. Um, I know the tank's on, but... Um, <laughs> that it, locker room might not owe anybody <laughs> anything. <laughs> they certainly don't owe the uh, people of Houston anything, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, we'll see. It should be an interesting game. All right, next up, we've got the uh, the uh, Minnesota Vikings are heading into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Uh, Ravens are five and a half point favorite at home in this one. And the over under is at 50. Um, guys, I, I personally like the Ravens minus five and a half here. Um, you know, Kirk cousins. I just don't think he's any match for, uh, Lamar in this one. You, it's pretty much clockwork that the Ravens are going to be able to put up, uh, you know, 24 points or so uh, every single week, and they've got upside at home to, to really put up a big number on them. And then the Vikings, it seems like you're getting Jekyll or Hyde on, uh, on offense these days. You know, one week they come out and they'll they'll put up 10 points and Cousins has two picks. Uh, another week they're rushing for 175 yards. Uh, so, um, you know, my bet, though, is that even on a uh, decent day for the Vikings offense. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with this uh, Ravens attack. So I like Ravens minus five and a half at home. Uh, we, we should ask the resident uh, Big Grimace on the purple game, right? <laughs> or, or should we I'm save that for all. last? Nah, no, nah, you go first. You go first. Okay. We'll, we'll save the Big Grimace uh, opinion for last. You know, that's the that's the real one. So, uh, you know, for me, uh, I, I love the Ravens here. I mean, they're coming off a bye. Uh, I, I think this uh, Ravens offense is just tailor-made against this Vikings defense who's not good against the pass or not against against the rush. Um, they're a lot better against the pass in general, but uh, this Ravens team, I think, should be able to just run all over them. And, um, you, you know, obviously Kirk Cousins is always a big question mark, but I, I do think he has a little bit of a bounce back this game. But, um, you know, I, I still think the Ravens are going to be able to take it to them by a touchdown here. Uh, this line, I think it's pretty good. Um, 50, I would maybe lean over, but, um, you know, I, I think it's pretty solid. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm with you guys on the Ravens. Uh, five and a half, you know, I, I'd bet this all the way up to seven. Um, yeah, yeah I, John Harbaugh coming off buys historically good. Um, this Ravens team definitely needed to buy heel up, um, and you saw what happened last Sunday. The whole nation saw that Vikings team's fraudulent. I've been saying it for a couple weeks now. Um, yeah, I just not impressed. The defense is, I guess, getting better, but the offense. I mean, Dalvin Cook doesn't look like he's 100% healthy. Um, you know, you got some playmakers on the outside, but doesn't seem like they utilize, especially Justin Jefferson. 
as not as much as they should. Um, but I think in this game, I, I like I really like the over fifty. Uh, Vikings, I think five out of their last six have been under, so I think you're getting a little bit of a a low buy here. So uh, I I just think that the Ravens are gonna. Um, be able to do whatever they want offensively and you know Vikings have a good enough offense to play catch up and you know this is a 12 o'clock game so Kirk Cousins you know probably going to put up a decent amount of points so I, I, I like the over here and uh, love the Ravens five and a half minus five and a half at home the next game up guys we've got the uh, Patriots heading into Carolina to take on the Panthers Panthers are four point underdogs at home uh, with the over under set in this one at 41 uh I, guys I, I really like the pats here i kind of would have thought that this would have been five and a half or six personally um uh, panthers are just in really uh, rough shape right now not playing well uh turmoil at the quarterback position never good and uh this patriots team on the other hand is really starting to click uh they're coming in hot great road win against the chargers last week um i think bill's Bill's working his magic with this team, and I think this line, honestly, is a little bit disrespectful um, to the job he's done. So I, I like Pat's minus four here. I think they should be able to cover this against a Panthers team that really hasn't shown anything for five weeks. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, probably don't feel as strongly just because this Panthers defense is they, – they play pretty good, pretty good despite the offense sort of fluttering over the last month or so. Um uh, yeah, I still think the Patriots are going to win. Um, you know, four is, I think it's a pretty good line. Um, you know, if PJ Walker is another wild card in this game, you know, I, I think he probably gives the Panthers a couple, little bit different of a look than Sam Darnold would. And then, you know, Patriots have faced Sam Darnold for his entire career twice a year so that they, they know the book on him. So I think it's probably an advantage for the Panthers with, the. Uh, pj walker starting so i'm probably gonna stay off this one but um you know i definitely feel that the patriots are gonna win this one just i think it's a pretty good line yeah that's 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 a curveball to me too so i am leaning patriots too um kind of a lot of the reasons you guys had um but yeah that pj walker i, I think he'll be a curveball uh, maybe get keep the patriots a little guessing this game if he does play and another one i is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he was activated off the IR. If he plays, um, he's definitely going to be a boost to this offense. I mean, he is a big focal point of this offense for the Panthers and would definitely help. But, you know, if if it's Sam Darnold and uh, no McCaffrey, then yeah. I am absolutely Patriots all in all on Patriots minus four. But this is another line where I'm, I'm going to wait and see and see what happens. Yeah, I'd be surprised if C-Mac plays. They brought him back too early last time he re-injured that they're going to take it i'm kind of expecting the way they've handled it this year and last year that they're gonna at least one more week before he actually plays but uh you know who knows yep yep uh obviously that's a situation to monitor so uh yeah we'll see but uh at least for now everybody really liking the pats uh, next game up, guys, it is the Buffalo Bills heading into Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars are 14.5-point home dogs in this game with the over-under set at 48.5. Uh, Robbie, we'll go right back to you. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, um, I mean, what what is there to say about the Bills? Uh, they've just been so good, uh, both sides of the ball. Uh, they've just been 
dominant force in this AFC. I, I mean, I swear I say this every single week about the Bills, um, but and I, obviously you could say the opposite of the Jaguars here. So I, I w- will lean Bills in this game. I don't think I have enough confidence to bet it, even though I've bet on some big spreads with the Bills so far this year. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but uh, it, it just seems to me that maybe this might be a game that the Bills are get a little too complacent for and maybe the Jaguars sneak a, a backdoor cover or something. I don't know. Something just doesn't feel right about this game to me. Yeah, I have the same feeling. I'm, I'm going to lean Bills. Probably not going to bet this one. I think the the 14, the half, the 14 and a half, the half is the hook here. I mean, I think they win by two touchdowns, but anything more than that, I probably wouldn't bet. Um, yeah, I just, you know, Jags at home, you know, Bills, Bills are an all weather team, but I think they got a little bit of advantage uh, down in, down in Jacksonville. Um, and this is an improving offense last week. They, they really got shut down by the, the Seahawks, but uh, wouldn't be surprised if they bounce back at home here. But uh, still not enough for me. I, I'm still taking the Bills. Yeah, I like the Bills here as well. Um, yeah, I I don't know, guys. The, the Jags, they, they're not showing me that they can keep up with uh, a high-quality team. I mean, that game against the Seahawks, I really thought they'd be a bit more competitive than they showed. Uh, so that was a very disappointing um, showing, especially off a of bye. Uh, and this Bills team, I mean, they're the class of the NFL right now. So um, I'm, I'm expecting that to continue and then to just uh, continue on their way to the, uh, the one seed in the AFC, but uh, they should roll in this game. The big line 14 and a half does not bother me. Okay. Next game up guys, a uh, big divisional clash here. Uh, we've got the Bengals are hosting the Cleveland Browns this week. Bengals are two and a half point home favorites in this one. Uh, over under set at 46 and a half should be an interesting game Bengals got to be looking to rebound after that tough loss to the Jets Robbie what are your thoughts oh man the Bengals yeah that that was uh that was I don't think like anybody expected really the Bengals to have a poor showing like that but you know honestly that coming off a tough divisional game against the Ravens and then with uh, the Jets in between a a big uh, divisional game against the Browns, you know, I, I guess that actually kind of makes a little sense. Maybe they weren't uh, as focused as they probably should have been for that game. Um, so, but I, I'm pretty confident that the Bengals are going to be able to jump back into form. Um, I'm not really thinking too much about that Jets game. I, I think that's a, that's a fugazi, if anything. Uh, but, uh, you know, Browns, a uh, couple, couple big news. You know, they lost their all pro uh, right tackle uh, he's going to be out for a little while uh, which is kind of Conklin uh, yes That's I believe I so yeah. Um, yeah um but um yeah I, I, Odell Beckham is just got shut down for the rest of the season um you know rumors are he's probably not going to be back in Cleveland um which I don't blame him he hasn't been really a world beater he hasn't he's, he hasn't even been a great receiver by any means on that team um but surprising because you know, according to rumors, he he needs the Browns a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I can't believe that didn't work. Uh, he might just need a therapist. He's got to get some shit off his chest. He might. Yeah, I mean, obviously his sessions with the field goal kicking that don't help him. But um, you know, I I love the Bengals in this spot. Only two and a half 
favorites at home. That's kind of weird to me. Um, they should be more uh, against this Browns team. I, I'm not liking where this Browns team is at right now. And, you know, uh, Bengals minus two and a half. I know you might be scared off by their performance last week against the Jets, but I'm saying you should not be scared this week. I'm going to lock it up. But it's a lock. No. Boom. Big lock. I love it. Uh, I'm not I'm not scared after that uh, minus 10 uh, and they lose last week. I mean, uh, I'm not scared. I believe this Bengals team is for real. Um, you know, we saw in a big game that they've already responded against the Ravens. Uh, and, you know, they went on the road and rose to the occasion. I think that this team has the mental fortitude to pick themselves up off the ground and uh, put a game plan together at home against this Browns team that a lot of injuries, uh, everybody's banged up, and um, honestly, they're just kind of having one of those years. And so Bengals got to take advantage. You know, this isn't a healthy Browns team. Uh, They're a bit depleted. So especially on the offensive side of the ball, their upside is very limited right now. So I think if the Bengals can get up on them early, it's going to be really difficult for the Browns to uh, remain in the game I think they should be able to cover the two and a half here. I wouldn't be surprised if this is something similar uh, to what we saw in that Ravens game where it's Bengals by double digits. Yeah, I I completely agree with you guys. Um, This is a good matchup for the Bengals. You know, they got a good run defense. um, And and just overall, upside on offense, they got so many playmakers, which right now the Browns are really lacking. Um, you know, they, they're missing Kareem Hunt, that one-two punch in the backfield, especially him catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, Baker's not 100%, not even close. Uh, O-line injuries. This Browns team isn't heading in the right direction, uh, even though I think they're really talented, especially on the defensive side. But, um, yeah, I'd just li- I like the Bengals here. I think you're getting a little benefit on what happened last week when I think that was really just a one-off and probably looking – towards this interdivision matchup here at home. But, yeah, I'm I 100% with you guys on the Bengals here. 46 and a half. Uh, I, I like the under this week. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I'm probably going to say I, I do think I would lean under, but uh, this, there's too much playmaking ability on that Bengals team for me to bet, true. bet that under. Yeah, I just I like the under this week, and it's really because I don't think – I think you got a couple things going for you, right? That's the Browns offense being very limited right now. And uh, it's the, uh, the kind of the divisional nature of this game. Uh, a lot of times these tend to play a little bit closer, a um, little bit more ball control safe. Uh, so, you know, could see that kind of tip the scales here under. I just think 46 and a half, a bit too much. I see it just coming in a little bit below. All right, next game up, guys. Uh, we're going to go to the NFC South where it's the Atlanta Falcons Taking on the New Orleans Saints. Saints are six-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under set at 42, and I'm turning this over to Adam. Yeah, I think I really like the the Saints here, and I'm going to make it my lock of the week. But it's a lock! No! You know, I think going back, I mean, maybe like a month ago, we were saying that this team was – you know, Jekyll Hyde, you lean lean on them one game, you think they're good, and then they lose, and then they'd come, you know, beat the heck out of the Pats and Patriots and the Packers. Uh, uh, This team's sort of found their way. I know they're dealing with some quarterback issues. We don't know. I think from the reports right now that, um, you know, Taysom Hill cleared 
concussion protocol and is expected to start. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor Simeon actually gets some playing time too. Um, but I, I think the majority of the game plan will center around Taysom Hill. And, you know, last, last year, uh, you know, they were very good with Taysom Hill. And I expect them to, you know, just run the ball down the throats of the Falcons. Um, yeah, I, I don't buy what this Falcons offense is now that Calvin Ridley's um, you know, MIA. Uh, I, I, I think they can game plan for Kyle Pitts and Corderell Patterson. And I don't know who else on that team would even scare you. Uh, so I just think talent-wise, this Saints team is so far superior to Ben and to get them at home where they got a great home field advantage um and a great defense uh yeah i i would i was shocked that this was under seven points so uh making this my lock i like it um you know for me once once i found out it's looking like Taysom hill is gonna go for this game i really like the way the saints looked last year under Taysom hill um i was thinking that they should have uh just kept with him in the playoffs uh, i thought it they had kind of a better identity than just being this uh, team that threw flat passes to Elvin Kamara. You know, their offense was able to open up a bit more, um, and I think that was ultimately kind of the demise of the Saints was they were limited. They were limited by Drew Brees in the end. Uh, so I, I think this is great. Um, you know, I, I'll take Saints minus six. I think they should be able to uh, just be the more physical team. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball than this Falcons defense. Um, you know, and, and the Falcons, they're not really moving the ball well right now. I mean, there's got to be something going on in that locker room with Ridley retiring out of the blue or, or stepping away. I mean, yeah, something something's a little off here. Uh, I, I think Saints minus six here is a really good play. I'm feeling good about it. I'm I'm gonna actually side with the Falcons. I am not gonna touch this game, to be honest. Um, yeah, with the, you know, I'm gonna just keep going with the whole um, Saints flip flopping each week, and you know, this would be a week for them being a down week. Um, but you know, it, it, I'm gonna stay off. Um, and see if that was just a product of Jameis being the QB, which it very well could be. You know, he's never been the most consistent guy out there. Um, so, uh, you know, you, you might be onto something right there, Adam. Um, I, I, I don't hate it, but you know, I'm going to just have to side with the Falcons and then just reevaluate the Saints team next week. Um, you know, as far as this over under, I would maybe lean under, uh, that's, that's still, I'm not sure. It depends on the quarterback situation for the Saints. You, you guys have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I almost forgot. Yeah. I love the under too. Um, just the Saints defense. They're looking so good, and and that, that Falcons team, you know, Calvin Ridley, he, he hasn't had that great of a year, but he's someone that the defense absolutely has to factor in to their game plan. And with him out, I think they're just going to key on Kyle Pitts and Corderell. And you know, at this point, I don't think Matt Ryan's a quarterback uh, good enough in his career to you know make ancillary pieces like Russell Gage and um, Tajay Sharp. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have, especially against the Saints defense, which looks absolutely fantastic so i yeah i think with Taysom hill they get a little bit of advantage um game plan advantage with not seeing a lot of film um and getting some new looks i just think that saints roll here and defense wins out for them okay next up guys we've got the denver broncos are heading to dallas to take on the cowboys cowboys are nine and a half point favorites at home 
with the over-under at 49.5. Uh, word is Dak should be good to go. Uh, and with that, uh, I'm feeling good about the Cowboys in this one. Uh, I just think their offense is going to be a bit too much to handle uh, for this Broncos attack. I mean, we've already seen with the uh, trade of Von Miller that the Broncos are selling. Uh, I, I like uh, what the Cowboys are doing here. I think they should come out and uh, dominate both sides of the ball, frankly. Uh, this Broncos team is kind of in a tailspin, and it's unfortunate for Vic Fangio, but uh, I, don't, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with uh, you know the better teams in this league. I, you know, They had a, a really close game against the, uh, the Washington football team last week, and uh, they pulled it out, but uh, you know, the Cowboys are a little much better team and uh you know they're not going to have the uh, home comforts in this game as well so i think cowboys are able to handle them with ease uh, i like them minus nine and a half yeah i, I do too um probably going to stay off this one I, to me it just feels like uh maybe maybe a little bit of a letdown game for the cowboys um having dak back is going to be good for that entire team good for that offense um but this broncos team isn't 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 as bad as a lot, probably this line indicates. You know, they're 4-4. Four and four. Um, I think they're going to have success on the offensive side. Uh, their defense was already banged up, and losing Von Miller is not going to help. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'd, 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 I'd feel really good about the Cowboys here. If, um, you know, they, they, they had an emotional win last week. I think this, this one screams let down, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit closer than, you know, we, we all feel. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling, too. Um, I, I'm going to side with the Cowboys because they should be able to do it. But, yeah, something about this just screams like a, it's a less letdown. Um, uh, obviously, yeah, Von Miller getting sent off uh, is, makes it seem like, oh, yeah, I should just pound the Cowboys. But something about it just, uh, yeah, maybe Dak uh, is a little slow to get a little bad hit from the calf injury. Uh, not sure. Um but, uh, you know, I, I, I swear, uh, Cowboys are probably missing a lineman, but uh, I should have probably looked this uh, up. Ty- Tyron Smith. Yeah, Tyron yeah. Smith is uh, not going to play, which is, you know, it's it's going to hurt, but I don't think it's going to be huge deal against this Broncos D, but still, it, I, I think this is a pretty good line. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. should be uh, a good game, but I, I just expect the Cowboys to be able to handle them. Uh, at home just too much firepower all right next game up we've got the las vegas raiders heading out east to take on the giants uh giants are three point underdogs at home in this one with the over under set at 46 and a half and uh i'm gonna turn it over to adam here Adam, what are your thoughts uh i like the giants here uh and i'm willing to take a money line with this uh with the three at home here i i they showed me a lot last week. Uh, defense, I thought, played excellent. Um, you know, they really gave the Chiefs the underneath stuff and, you know, sort of bit them to throw it deep, and it, and it worked. And they almost pulled it off on the road. And this Raiders team, um, I, I can't undersell how important Ruggs was to the game plan of that offense. He was, I, I think this year, he's been the best vertical threat in the entire NFL, and it gave the defense something to think about. They had to play two deep safety and, you know, they were still getting beaten. Cars, cars throwing more deep balls than almost anybody in the league. And now, um, now I, I, I that, that element sort of taken away from them. I think Brian Edwards is trying to get a, 
going to try and fill that role, but he is not the same speed element that Ruggs was. So I, I this Raiders t- offense, um, I think, might take a little bit of a downturn. And with some of the pieces coming back for the Giants, uh, hopefully Kadarius Tony's not the decoy he was last week and more of an impact player. And I, I you know, I just like the grit that was shown by Joe Judge and the Giants, uh, you know, Monday night, and think they can pull it off here at home. Yeah, this one is. Uh, I think this is a pretty good line. Um, I, I think the Raiders are. St- there's nothing that's been telling me that um, the Chiefs are a better team than the Raiders, and the fact that the Giants kept it close against the Chiefs is not not very convincing to me uh, that the Giants are going to pull off the upset. They might though. Um, you did make a good point about rugs um being a good field stretcher because yeah he was absolutely great at stretching that field and uh helping out the rest of the team but uh i i think this raiders team still is good um i think they should be able to pull it off here against the giants and you know they're coming off the bye so they're um gonna be relatively fresh um they're gonna have a good game plan uh i think they're gonna gonna be able to pull it off but uh, yeah the Losing rugs was uh, a bigger deal than I think people realize. Yeah, I'm I'm on the Raiders too. Uh, you know, just thinking that uh, their defense will be able to do enough here in this game to keep them competitive. But man, this is a a tough loss for that team. You're right, Adam. Rugs was a integral part of their uh, weekly offensive game plan. Nobody took the top off the defense better, uh, at least this season, than than him and. Uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate what uh, what happened to him, but uh, I think it's safe to say we won't be seeing him for a while. Uh, he's in tough shape, uh, but uh, I think the Raiders should be able to handle this uh, this game, even on the road. Carr has been playing very well, and uh, you know their their rushing attack is working. I think their O line play has really stepped up this year. I mean, they're just they're winning games in my opinion because they're dominating at the uh, line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. So I like the Raiders here uh, to cover the three. Okay, guys, next up, we've got the Arizona Cardinals heading out uh, to the coast to take on the Niners, where the Niners are actually uh, in a pick'em here. Uh, they're calling this game a pick'em right now with uh, uh, Kyler Murray's status uncertain. Looks like he's going to play, but, uh, you know, he might wind up missing, which if he did, it would be Colt McCoy under center for the Cardinals. But at any rate, right now, uh, looks like he's probably got like a better than 50-50 chance of starting, uh, but still very real chance he could miss. Uh, over-under in this game is set at 45 currently. Uh, Adam, I'm going to turn it over to you. What are your thoughts? Uh, this is this is a tough one. I'm probably not gonna bet anything on this game until get some specifics. I, I know AJ Green's probably ruled out with uh, COVID. Um, D Hop last week was, you know, he played but he was hobbled. Apparently, he went in when he wasn't supposed to. Uh, I think he's probably gonna be at close to full strength. And then you got Trey Lance on the other side. You got Trey Lance who's probably gonna play this week a little bit. Um, Debo Samuel, um, Eliza. Eliza Mitchell, both those guys have missed practice this week. I bet they're both going to play. Um, so yeah, unless there's unless there's crazy injury outs that are unexpected, it sounds like most of these teams are going to have their guys at full strength. And if that's the case, I'm gonna bet the Cardinals. And you know, I, I just think that Kyler, you know, he, he hasn't looked great the last two weeks, but 
Um, this 49ers defense isn't isn't as spectacular as they've been in the past, and um, you know I thought they didn't play too well against the Bears last week. And I, I overall, I just think with the injuries on both defenses and where this line is at 45, I really like the over. I, both these offenses have been, um, at least this year, have been pretty pretty adequate. And I think, um, you know, this line is just a little too low for me. I understand it's a division game and little injuries, but um, still I think 45 is a little too low. Yeah, I think um, I thought about this game, and I think I would take the Cardinals even if McCoy were starting. Um, I think they're just top to bottom better team the Niners seem to be very run-of-the-mill and uh you know I'm not nothing that they're doing is uh is really reinventing the wheel these days I mean uh they're just uh their defense isn't great as Adam pointed out they uh they gave up a pretty good yardage to a Bears uh, offense that had really been struggling uh and uh you know that offense you know they're they don't really have a ton of big play potential, um, whereas you know the Cardinals have it in spades. I I like Cardinals here to pick them right now, no matter who's under center. Um, if Kyler winds up playing and it's confirmed and this line jumps up, I th- I still think I'd probably take them up to two and a half or three, uh, but probably sit out if it changed off of that. Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I still like the Cardinals even if it was Colt McCoy. Um, starting. Um, I, I I obviously haven't been, had good read on the Cardinals at, at all this whole year. Um, but uh, you know, I, they to me they they're the better team on both sides of the ball right now. And so, you know, in an away game, uh, you know, especially a divisional one like this, you know, it seems like anything could happen. So I'm gonna probably just stay off this game altogether. You know, I kind of like your call a little bit on that over right there, Adam. Um, I, I would maybe lean over. Um, I'm just probably altogether staying off of this one. A lot of variability in this match. A lot of variability. Sure. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, could be kind of a, a weird division game with a lot of players out, although it looks like Kittle's going to come back for the Niners this week. That could be so huge. They've, that could uh, be a huge boost. Yep, they've been without him for uh, the better part of a month now. They, they did kind of need a good second target because it's been pretty much just Debo. Yep. Like they, Ayuk's starting to get a little more, but it's (laughs) not happening. And with with the way way they were able to run the ball last week, uh, you know, it didn't matter. Yeah. They were, they were, I think what five straight touchdown drives against the bears. It's just pretty awful defense. Yep. All right, next game up, guys. We've got the, uh, oh, I almost said San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers heading out to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Eagles are two-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under set at 50. Eagles are riding high uh, after a, uh, a big win against the Lions. Um, they, uh, much to my chagrin, uh, really put a beating on them uh, on the road. Chargers, meanwhile, uh, maybe coming in a little bit low uh, after they lost a tough home game to the Patriots. Uh, I love the Chargers, though, minus two this week. I would have thought this line would have been four to four and a half, so very low uh, figure as far as I was concerned. Um, I, I think, Herbert, this is the week they get it back on track. Uh, you know, this this Eagles team, you know, they're... They don't get a lot of good stops. I know they stopped the Lions last week, but that's not really saying much. But, um, you know, this 
this is a different animal that they're facing this week. I think the Chargers are going to be able to move the ball on them, even in the road. Um, and then, you know, that Eagles team, really, I mean, if this line were it were any bigger, you're worried about the backdoor cover, but at minus two, I just think that's really good value. Uh, also, like the over 50 here, just because I think the Chargers are going to put up a ton of points, and, you know, the Eagles will always claw something back under Jalen Hurts, so... Um, I'm feeling really good about Chargers minus two, though. I'm going to lock that up. But it's a lock. No. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm 100% with you here. I, I don't understand this line. I understand what happened last week. Um, from the Chargers side, I, I didn't mention this last week. I picked the Pats. Um, the Patriots team must have the, some number on this um, Chargers team. I mean, last year it was, what, 54 nothing that they won. Um, pulled out a close one here, but... Bill must know something about that offense that most of the league hasn't figured out yet. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't count that game for too much. And then the Eagles side, they beat the Lions. So uh, they're on bye this week. No no team in the league needs a bye more than the Lions. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I love the Chargers here. That Eagles team, um, I think they only threw the ball 14 times. They're, they won't win if they throw the ball 14 times against the Chargers. And, and you know, the more they throw the more I think the Chargers are going to win. So um, definitely feeling you on the Chargers. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I, I was kind of surprised. I mean, this, this Chargers team just seems better to me. Um, I mean, regardless of what happened this past weekend, I, I will say the one concern I do have is uh, if the Eagles are start. It seemed like the last couple weeks, not just last week when they ran all over the lines, but it seemed like they were starting to actually run the ball a little more um, as opposed to just airing it out the first half and then just slowly work the run game in. Um, it seemed like they were starting to do that, and, you know, there's no better team to run the ball against than this, this Chargers team. This Chargers team can't stop anybody right now on the ground. So that's a little concerning to me, And um, but, you know, this I, I expect a bounce back for the Chargers here. Um, you know, I, I love the pick at Evan. Um, you know, love the San Diego. I mean, the LA Chargers here. <laughs> so great choice for Chargers minus two. Well, hopefully this one uh, does a little bit better than that Bengals pick did last week, but we will see. All right, next game up. Uh, this one lost a little bit of its uh, <laughs> of its shine. Uh, Packers heading out uh, to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are now minus 7, uh, and the over-under is 48. The reason that line is so high is because Aaron Rodgers has now been ruled out by COVID. Um, oh, I plenty, plenty of time to watch some John Wick uh, films yeah. in preparation. Uh, guys, I still like the Packers, though, this week, um, and especially at plus 7. The reason being is that you know we all kind of know, we've talked at length about the Chiefs' struggles and how they are not the team that they were uh, in past years. Uh, I think this Packers defense is going to contain them pretty well. Um, so I, I really like uh, I like the, the plus seven number. I think, uh, you know, even without Rodgers, I, you know, I, bet, uh, I bet Jordan Love is able to do enough uh, to keep them in this game. Uh, you know, even if it's a backdoor cover situation, I mean, plus seven opens up the door for a lot for a Chiefs team that just, I mean, they've really been struggling lately, and they have not been covering at all. So, um I, I like uh, I like the plus seven for the pack, and then you know, kind of on that same note, 
under 48. Uh, I, I think this game will be in the 20s uh, for both teams, but uh, they'll keep it low, so I bet it just sneaks in under. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm as upset as State Farm probably is for Aaron Rodgers to be out of this matchup. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Evan. I, I'm I'm taking the pack here. I, I think Jordan Love, I mean, I, the press hasn't been good with him uh, this offseason when we weren't sure who the quarterback was going to be. But, uh, you know, this, this team's identity, especially last week, is running the ball. They got a great one-two punch. The more that they're feeding A.J. Dillon, the more he's producing. Um, you know, they got two really good running backs, in my opinion. Um, offensive line's getting healthier. Bakhtiari was back last week. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think they're going to be able to keep this within a touchdown, uh, even with Rodgers out. And Devonta Adams back from COVID will help. And, you know, this, I think the book's out with this chart or Chiefs offense. Um, you know, in, until Mahomes learns to take the check down consistently, um, you know, team, they're, they're not going to have success uh, aerially against pretty much anybody anymore. The, the teams are taking away the deep ball, and, and Mahomes has got the best arm in the world. But, um, you know, I think he's got a little bit of too, too much of a gunslinger mode right now, and he needs to learn. And, and Andy Reid calling the plays, too, need to just take the safe option and march down the field instead of, you know, two plays and a touchdown. So uh, I know they're home, but I'm taking a packs, pack plus, uh, plus seven. You guys made some good points. Um, you know, I, I think a uh, most uh, underrated move uh, for this trade deadline, uh, you know, everybody's talking defensive side, Von Miller going to the Rams, but I think a big one was uh, Melvin Ingram going over to the Chiefs. You know, that, that Chiefs team desperately needed somebody like him um, because they've just been absolutely awful uh, up front. Um, you know, they, they're, they're going to absolutely love having him. Now, how many, how much action he's going to get in his first game as a chief? Uh, that's that's what get to be seen. But you know, I I think I'm going to lean the Chiefs here. I I don't feel great about this game now. Um, I I was actually if Rodgers was playing, you know, I, I would have felt pretty good about the Packers here. But I think this might be one that the Chiefs uh, kind of look at as a get right kind of game, and maybe they're able to put it away early. But um, you know. It's, you know, a little uncertainty about this game right here, but uh, I, I'll, I'm going against you guys. I'm going to side with the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll see. Um, I'm interested to see how Jordan Love will play. I think this is a good opportunity for him, and we all know the Chiefs' uh, defense can't stop anybody, so I don't think there's, you know, any reason why uh, they can't keep the game competitive. Uh, all right, next game up, guys, we've got the uh, Tennessee Titans Heading out west to take on the L.A. Rams. Rams are 7.5-point home favorites in this one with the over-under 53.5. Obviously, the big news here was uh, Derrick Henry's foot injury, and he's going to be out uh, a significant amount of time. So uh, they, they brought in AP. They're going to be relying a lot on McNichols as well. Um, you know, for me, I think uh, I think the Titans are going to you know kind of continue – to do uh, what they do, which is somehow find a way to be in close games. And I don't think they'll win this game, but plus seven and a half, uh, you know, for a team that's got some explosive pieces on the offensive side of the ball, uh, I think that they're going to be able to stay in this game. So uh, I like them plus seven and a half. But, uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts? I'm with you there. Um, I, I don't feel great about this. Um, you know, it's 
Um, obviously, losing Derrick Henry is pretty big. Uh, that's uh, that's a big blow to the team. You can't really replace him, especially with what he does. But you know, as as far as getting a replacement mid season, I think AP is one of the better options you'll find. I mean, yeah, he's what 35, 36 years old. But even last year with the Lions, he still looked like he had quite a bit left in the tank. I mean, he after all was like a whole different uh, human being uh, physically, um, you know, a whole different physical specimen. And, you know, I mentioned the whole Von Miller going to the Rams. Uh, you know, they definitely need a linebacker right now. But, you know, it's looking like he's still dealing with that ankle injury. Not sure if he's actually going to get action in this game. So, you know, I, I like the Titans to come in and keep it close here. Seven and a half seems like too much to me. Um, I do think both of these teams are going to be able to put up points. You know, the Rams could put it up, and, you know, especially against this terrible Titans defense. And I, I think the Titans are going to be able to keep pace. So I will play the over on this one, um, but I think the Titans will keep it close. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to take the Rams here. I just think taking – I mean, Derrick Henry is as close to an MVP as there is in a league right now outside the quarterback position. Um there, you can't replace him. You, I, I know the ghost of AP um, isn't isn't a, isn't the worst option in the world, but their whole identity's built off of feeding Derrick Henry and feeding him close to 20, 25 carries a game. Um, I, there's going to be an adjustment period. Um, luckily, this team doesn't really need to win right now. The, they got they're insecure uh, in the, the hold of the division. Um, where I think the Rams, there's they're still fighting right now. They're not in first place. The Cardinals are, and and this Rams offense is just too too dynamic for me to um, fade them against a Titans team that's sort of sort of in 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 whirlwinds without uh, Derrick Henry. I, I expect our offense to really flutter, and you know, AJ Brown versus Jalen Ramsey is going to be a matchup. I'd, I'd take Jalen Ramsey in, and you know, without without that running back dynamic that. You know they're just gonna pound teams down the throat. Um, I'm I'm expecting their entire offense to struggle at least this week. Uh, for and for that reason, I'm gonna take the under 53 and a half. Uh, I I think that line's a little too high for me. We're we're expecting a Julio to be back, right? Yes. Um, yeah, he was yeah, practicing. He was practicing, today. practicing right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I I think that's that's definitely gonna help. You know, they they need that dual threat for the Titans. I think that's the only way they keep it close, to be honest. Yeah, they're going to need uh, everything they can muster. But, uh, I mean, we saw them uh, kind of utilize Jeremy McNichols uh, heavily already this year when uh, Henry missed some time. So I think that that's something that they do kind of have in their playbook. Uh, they're just going to have to lean heavy on it. But, uh, you know, change the game plan. It could kind of throw the Rams through the loop, uh, you know, just in terms of how they play, uh, it's definitely something a little bit different they're going to have to game plan for. Uh, next game up, guys, uh, Monday Night Football. It's the Bears taking on the Steelers in Pittsburgh, where the Steelers are six-point home favorites. Low over-under in this one set at 40. Uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, this is, uh, you know, I, I kind of mentioned uh, Melvin Ingram uh getting move, move, moving on to the Chiefs. And, you know, if there was any sort of pass rush that the Steelers can generate on the Bears, you know, uh, I, I think uh, that definitely hurts it. And one thing that I've been noticing about the Bears is that they perform 
when they are able to get time um, because that offensive line is just garbage. Um, but if there's a, a team that gets generates a decent enough pass rush, then they're in trouble. And I don't think this is a team that's going to scare this Bears offense. Um, you know, uh, Steelers, uh, they're not really uh, – world beaters by any mean, especially this year, you know, they could be arguably one of the worst in the AFC North. I mean, but then again, maybe the bears are too. Um, but, uh, I, th- I think the bears keep it a lot closer than this line really implies. Uh, you know, they, I liked what I saw one of them, uh, against the Niners. Um, granted the Niners were able to pull away at the end, but I, I do think the bears are going to keep it close and I'm going to actually play the bears this week. So, yeah, I, I, I feel pretty decent about the Bears. Uh, this is just a good matchup for them overall. Uh, I mean, we've, we've watched every single second of the Bears games, and this year they have been so vulnerable in the secondary to the deep ball. Debo Samuel, damn near at 170 yards last week. Um, Big Ben cannot throw the ball downfield, so that, that, that element is taken out. And I, I think with hopefully Eddie Jackson and Khalil Mack back in the fold that the defense is going to show a lot better against the run than they did last week. And they're going to keep this game close. I definitely like them plus six here. I I, Steelers to my, in my opinion, don't have enough offensively to, you know, beat anybody by a touchdown, let alone the bears. So, um, and, and I think the line of 40 is reflected. I I think Justin Fields going to build some momentum off of last week and they're going to play close, better, good enough offense to keep them within a touchdown. Yeah, I just I don't see the Bears being able to break through this uh, this defensive front of the Steelers. In all honesty, uh, you know they're just one of the weaker offensive units in the NFL, and um, you know they're going up against a tough opponent in prime time. I I don't see them answering the bell here. I think this game, uh, you know, it's probably going to be like Steelers twenty, Bears seven or ten. I just don't see the Bears being able to put up enough points. Uh, and you know, Steelers is just gonna have uh the Bears D on the field basically the whole game. It's gonna feel like I- I'm I'm worried this one could get out of hand. So I like the minus six. Okay, guys. So that's our uh week nine picks. Let's recap our lead pipe locks here real quick. Uh, Adam had the Saints minus six. Robbie Bengals minus two and a half. And I had the Chargers minus two. Uh, guys, as for our podcast parlay, uh, we've got Bengals two and a half, Chargers minus two, and then Ravens minus five and a half. Are we still good with that? I'd say so. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't see any any other games that we could possibly switch to. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I, th- I think it was either be between the Ravens and the Patriots, and I, I'd be fine with either. Um Patriots, I just would want to wait and see what kind of happens, you know? Yeah. I think Ravens coming off the bye is a pretty safe bet. Yep. Well, then, yeah, let's uh, let's take the Ravens by minus five, five and a half. Uh, that Vikings team is, isn't exactly a proven commodity, so uh, I don't think I don't think they should give the Ravens too much trouble, but we'll see. Uh, okay, guys, well, that's going to do it for our Week 9 episode. Thanks again for tuning in. As a reminder, you can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at SLFootballGuys. So uh, you know, make sure you give us a follow on uh, social and uh, follow along the podcast. But until uh, next week, take care and good luck.